Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Future Forward Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Lynn, and today I'm joined by our special guest, Michael Hessian. And today we're going to be talking about how to transform debt, if I can say this right, how to transform debt into wealth and take control of your finances. So I'm going to look at my notes here because there is a whole lot about Michael that you need to know. Michael first learned about infinite banking concepts, and that's IBC, about seven years ago when he was working in his first life insurance company and learning about the many benefits of life insurance beyond what most people think of when it comes to mind. So like financial protection for your loved ones um, when they pass or when you pass. So Michael knew right away, uh, then and there, that he wanted to implement uh, this concept, IBC, into his own life and his family's lives as a truly remarkable way to store, grow, and access wealth tax-free with zero stock market risk and with tremendous control. By utilizing infinite banking concepts, one can turn debt into wealth, experience the magic that is uninterrupted compounding growth of capital and create intergenerational wealth. Now here's the downside. Unfortunately, there are many financial professionals out there professing to do IBC who are doing so incorrectly, often for their own financial gain rather than the clients. Whereas Michael is an authorized infinite banking concept practitioner who sets his clients up for success using the right type of whole life policies designed the right way with the right companies. Over the years, Michael has seen a lot and has yet to experience anything more powerful and beneficial than infinite banking concept when implemented correctly. So Michael, I am so thrilled to have you on the show today and be talking about this because I don't think a lot of people really know about this. That's accurate. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't. <laughs> Well, this is going to be, so I'm going to learn a lot, and I'm really looking forward to this. And for any of you who are joining us for the very first time, if you love what we're doing, uh, please uh, subscribe to Future Forward Sales wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, we would certainly appreciate a five-star review. Okay, Michael, I gave a lot of background, but I think everyone would like to learn a little bit more about you and what your company does. Great. Thanks, Lynn, for having me. This is so great. So, like you said in the bio, it's it's just one of those things that was forgotten over time and was really starting in the 1970s or so, was sort of supplanted, this idea of using whole life as where you store your bulk of your money. The Americans used to do it back in the day. And it just moved into more stock market-related things where you take on the risk there are almost no more pensions left. So all these things are moving towards the risk is all on the individual or the family. And you just hope that the stock market will keep going up and you won't be a crash like in 2008 or something. And so it just kind of gets forgotten. So then professionals who learn about it, they focus on stock market related things because that's where the money is. And there's this thing that's been chugging along that uh, Nelson Nash, who wrote the book, Becoming Your Own Banker, just said, look, you should look at this because you don't have to have all your money at risk in the stock market. You don't have to, you know, be at the behest of the big banks and the mortgage companies and, and government programs. You can have a lot more control and expansion of your wealth if you learn how to 
think and act like a banker. That's the real key component. Yeah. Because people don't. Well, you never never think about, oh, I'm yeah. going to act like a banker does or like a bank. It just doesn't occur because you no one's taught how to do so. So that's a big part of it. Yeah. Well, that makes a lot of sense. I know I wasn't taught how to how to be a banker. Um, yeah. So, you know, is that or is there something else that's the biggest challenge that your clients face? Well, I, I think there are a couple of, of, of things that people, they sort of know and maybe not the details if they don't want to look too closely at it. It's, it's, it's about 34 cents on every dollar in the U.S. is spent on outside interest. So think of all the money people spend. More than a third of that just goes out to satisfy interest on various loans. And that's a, it's hard to get a past that and to get ahead. You know, if, if so much of your money is going to outside lenders. So that's a real problem. And it's one of those things where, you know, you have to be able to first identify that that's an issue and then know how to do something about it. And um, so that that's, that's one of the keys, I think. It's just that you have to, and then realizing that you, you can do something about it. Because I have clients who have money in 401ks, they can't touch it unless there's an emergency until they're 59 and a half. So there's all this money that's growing where they can't do anything with it until retirement. And um, they don't have to play those games. This is a way to, to grow and access your wealth without doing that. And so there are these sort of problems that people, that they sort of know they're out there and I help them identify and say, look, you know, you don't have to, to keep doing this and you have all this debt and you can actually turn that debt into an asset by you know, implementing the strategies that we use very safely and uh, with guaranteed growth of your money. So those are some other issues that people are dealing with now, you know, the, the yeah. debt load that people are carrying. So that those are some of the issues that I see. Yeah, so that with, around that debt load is, why is this issue more urgent than ever? I, I just think, I, 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 this goes back to systemic, the way that the structures are created over time in this country, you know, is these government programs, the banks, the big banks, especially, uh, it's sort of built where you have to borrow money from lending institutions to get anything of significance in this country. So that just builds in this sort of built-in dependency on on bar, having being able to borrow and then having the credit scores so that you can borrow and all these things like that. So. It just uh, it just sort of feeds on itself, you know. Yeah. And yeah. That perpetuates itself, and the people get further and further behind, and it's kind of like this, this uh, like a rat on a wheel kind of situation for a lot of people. You know, it really is. They, they say get out of the rat race. How do you do that? And even people who are making a lot of money, they often they'll they'll fill the gaps and get more more debt or more or buy more stuff, and then they're just they're just at a higher level, but. They're just they're still losing a lot of that money to outside lenders. And, yeah. Um, not to mention the whole refinancing in the mortgage industry. You know, the, so these systems are built in to have people sort of keep doing the same old thing, which really helps out the banks and the mortgage brokers, but it's not so great for individuals. It, it's touted as being great, but it's not necessarily so. It, so these systems, they're very happy with the way things are, and they don't really want them changed. That's another yeah. reason why not many people know about what I do, because it bucks the system. 
<laughs> big, big time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you know, and that, that certainly is that challenge of also of not having the knowledge or having debt or, you know, being trapped in that, uh, I would call it a hamster wheel, but yeah, the <laughs> hamster wheel of, of uh, debt and working with the banks. Um, what does this challenge cost um, client and your clients or anyone who's listening? Um, how does it affect them and impact them for their the ultimate goal that they would like to have? You mean if they keep doing what they're doing or if they yeah. start to, yeah. Yeah, well, it, it's, I mean, it, you look at the numbers, just how few people have any money left for retirement. And there's this big focus on getting to retirement. And and one thing that Nelson, who I mentioned before, wrote the book, we don't even talk about retirement really with my clients. I mean, it comes up because a lot of them have retirement accounts, but it's really, you have things that you got to finance and pay for all along the way. Um and when you do these retirement vehicles, you can't access the capital, but with this system, you can, and 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 you'll still, and you'll be even better off during, you know, come retirement. But it's just people are left with so little at the end of the day. We all know about Social Security; it's not gonna, it does very little now. It's likely gonna be worse later, you know, for people who are gonna be retiring. So it's just, um, there's just a lot of people out there who are, you know, gonna be in tough shape when it comes time to. Re- retire and then god forbid they have to go like live in a facility if they get frail and and sick when they get older you know like my mother did so it's just it's it's not a pretty picture for a lot of people unfortunately yeah just you know and so i'd really like to learn more about ibc and the critical success factors that you deliver um you know not only for your clients but how is this going to help you know and uh, people who are tuning in what's yeah yeah, so these are these con these are a very specific type of life insurance, whole life insurance, and they've been around forever. I I use about six different companies, all of which have been around for well over a hundred years. Some of them since before the Civil War, and so they've been through the ringer as a companies, and they're all mutual companies, meaning that they're not publicly traded. Another reason we do that is we want no exposure to the stock market at all, including the company, because a publicly traded company is beholden to shareholders. Right. These companies have no shareholders. They have policyholders who, in fact, become owners of the companies. And so we have to use a very specific type of, of policy by the right company with, that have guaranteed growth mechanisms within the growth factor of the, of the policies. So when you start to combine all these things, um, you, you just really start to see how you, it's almost like setting up your own line of credit with your own money that has guaranteed growth within it that keeps getting bigger and bigger over time. And when you start to run it like a bank where you think about banks always get the money back. They lend, that's their bread and butter for a bank is lending and then getting the money back at interest. Do it again, bring it back. And all we're really doing is having people and families do the same thing. Start wherever you can start. Start stopping that 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 tendency to lose interest to outside lenders and just become your own lender. And then just, just magic happens. We have software to show you exactly how it works and how you can really flip that script. And um, so those are those are some of the things that I – that I really focus on. There's really a big educational component. So for, for some of your listeners, if if you're not that motivated to change things around, um, it's probably not going to be for you. Um, there's that you may be familiar with that old parable about teaching a person to fish, or you, you know, if you give them a fish, 
they'll eat for a day. If you teach them to fish, they'll eat for the rest of their lives. That's this, this the latter that we do. And there are some people who just don't, they don't want to take it on. And they just yeah. rather hand their money off to a money manager and, and hope for the best. That's, that's not, you know, but for people who really want to take it on and uh, be in control of their money to a much larger degree, this is right up their alleyway. So, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, that all makes sense. And you, you've just been talking about what are some of the factors that are a typical blind spot. And certainly one would be people who just, you know, sort of shrug their shoulders and don't want to deal with it. Or they think maybe it's like a whole bunch of work, which is where you would come in. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, there's a learning curve, but it's really, it's mostly just, um, I mean, we take it through, I take them through a very, you know, detailed process on how to do it. And ongoingly as well. We have training, you know, just so you can start to, once you sort of start to do it, it's not that complicated. It's just that people, most people haven't really done it. So um, there's a learning curve and there has to be a, a desire to to want to take something on, but the, the benefits are just tremendous. It's not that hard. Once you get a handle on it, it's not like you spend hours a day or anything like that on it. <laughs> you know, it's just like you're, you know, for people who budget, you people budget and this is kind of similar, but you're, um, so it's not that hard, but it does take, you know, it takes a little bit of effort. Anything of value takes some effort, in my opinion. I've yet to see something that just is wonderful without doing anything, any kind of, you know, any sort of work or effort. It just doesn't really exist, does it? No, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's just, it's just, you know, once again, it's some kind of pipe dream or Ponzi scheme or something, right? It's just like, look. Yeah. Right. Uh, and you do. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, if you're if you're doing something as simple as making a meal, if you know, you can either buy something and you know, pop into the microwave and you get what you get or you can <laughs> put some effort in and make a really beautiful meal. <laughs> so, right. Exactly. And, and, and once again, you don't have to do a ton of effort to make a nice meal. But um, so what is the one essential action um, our listeners could take um, that could truly um, overcome this challenge um, or, or that they could just get, get uh, started an action item today? Um, they could certainly uh, reach out to me, you know, through my website and, and, and set up a, you know, a short, I have a 22 minute uh, discovery call. Um, in the past, I've had, I've suggested people read the book, uh, Nelson's book. Uh, I recently, on my website, there's an article so it's a, sh a much shorter version of my sort of take on infinite banking. Just to, it, it's helpful to get the wheels turning a little bit, um, but certainly that's 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 one way to start. You know, you can just read through the articles I've written on my website or read Nelson's book, and then a step beyond that, we have this great software program where people can enter, you know, their mortgage and and their credit card debt and car loans and stuff like that. And we can show them, I can show them how if you start with just one policy, that how you can impact. So you create an asset first, because these whole life policies are assets. And then you start to buy your debt and then convert it into an asset. Um, but it's different than just paying off your debt. One of the keys is, and again, back to the banks, you know, dollar, you know, they lend out and it comes back to them. If someone has debt and they have, say, a chunk of money to pay off the debt, that's great. Say they have $10,000 in debt and they some they come across $10,000 or a bonus for work and they just pay off that debt. That's great. But that $10,000 is gone unless you reuse that. If it's a credit card debt, you could just crank up that credit card debt again. 
But when you put it into your system, our system of private banking, you know, infinite banking policies, you don't lose, you still access that capital and pay off that debt, but you don't lose control of the money. It's still in your policies growing as if nothing came out. And that's where we teach you how to bring it back into your system, use it again, pay, you know, use it again, bring it back in, and the whole thing just keeps expanding out. That's where the, you know, acting like a, a lender your own lender comes in so uh it's yeah. really it's really cool yeah and, um, that, that's the other key sense. it's not losing yeah because it's great to pay off you, you know no one of nelson's uh, great sayings was the need for finance in one's life is is more important than the you know death benefit for your loved ones when you go and you think about you we finance everything right you know if you if you're a save and, and, and build up your cash under the mattress and then buy a car with cash that's great, but then that money never had a chance to grow. It's just sitting there until you had enough to get the car, and then it's gone. Or like most people, they'll go to the financing company of the, the motor vehicle place, and they'll take a loan out and get the car that way. Then they're losing interest to them. So this, it, you finance everything one way or the other. And by doing this, you create this asset first. You're still financing, but you're self-financing. Right. And you can you can you start wherever you can start. You know, I started with credit card debt, and then but since then we've bought two of our cars. We financed ourselves. So, and it's just you know it's been it's, it's a process, but it, you expand it out, and now it's like the Hessian family bank. <laughs> yeah, and I've got yeah. I've got nine I've got nine of these things, between okay. my wife and my daughters and and myself. Yeah, so it becomes the whole system, you know, series of policies. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is wonderful. I mean, it sounds terrific. And thank you so much for sharing how to transform debt into wealth and take control of your finances. Um, and I know you, you you mentioned it, but if you could go ahead and share with our listeners how and where they can find out more about you. Yeah, my website is just michaelrhessian.com. So it's michaelrhessian.com. And that's my website. And there's a, I have a few articles on there and some videos. And um, there's a link that you can set up a, a call with me. And uh, that's a great place to start, just to have a conversation. And I might, I might say, look, yeah, why don't you read this article? Just you know, get the wheels turning a bit because it's not something that you typically have thought about before, you know. So that's a really a, important part. That's a great way. And I have a LinkedIn profile too. If you're on LinkedIn, you can find me on there and connect with me there. But the website's probably the best. Okay. Well, wonderful. And we'll be sure to include both those links right below. So you are one click away for connecting <laughs> with Michael. Um, and this has been such an informative discussion. And I, I really want to thank you, Michael, and for everyone who tuned in. And if you, for those of you who did tune in, if you have ideas um, you'd like to share, you can leave us a comment down below. We do love hearing your thoughts. And if you have a question or would like to suggest a topic for discussion, you can email us at jointheconversation at petitequeen.com. And to stay current on all of our insightful advice, our breakthrough advantages, and incredible episodes like the one today here with Michael, you can sign up for our weekly wisdoms newsletter at petitequeen.com and you won't miss a single episode and of course don't forget you can subscribe to future forward sales wherever you get your podcasts and i want to thank everyone who tuned in and listened and uh, michael thank you so much for being here today it was my pleasure so it was fun to talk about this so thank you for having me appreciate it